0: Episode 7 of the Underground Christian Podcast, where we look at the world around us and ask the question, how are we to live? As we heard in the last episode, the Bible was irrefutably written by God and as such is the only infallible standard of reference by which we can tell what is true and what's false. If you missed that episode, you may want to go back and listen to it. God, through the Bible, has warned us that the world is filled with people who lie and deceive. Did you ever think about why? Why do people choose to deceive others rather than just tell the truth? The answer that I would reflexibly give, the, sh- the shallow answer, is because of greed. They want to get something and they think the best way to get it is to lie. But God sees deeper into the human soul than I do. We get a glimpse into his answer in Proverbs 26, where God says, He who hates disguises it with his lips and lays up deceit within himself. When he speaks kindly, do not believe him, for there are seven abominations in his heart. Though his hatred is covered by deceit, his wickedness will be revealed before the assembly. We could create an entire sermon series just from this short proverb, but let's just touch upon some important points. First of all, the proverb begins by identifying the actions of a deceiver. It is he who hates. The act of deceiving is founded in hatred. While that Characterization may not be immediately obvious. It makes sense because deception is not founded on the opposite, which is biblical love. There are four words in Greek that are used to describe the English word love, and they all have very different meanings. The word that's always used to describe biblical love is agape, which means a sacrificial act for the welfare or benefit of another person. It's always an act, it's never a sentiment. Agape love seeks to add something of value to another person's life. Hatred is the opposite of love because hatred seeks to subtract value from another person's life, up to and including the life itself. All deceptions are designed to benefit the deceiver at the expense of the deceived, which is an act of extraction by subtraction. It's the opposite of love, so it's hatred. All deceptions are done in secret, in proverbial darkness, so as to disguise the transfer of value until it's too late. Jesus tells us that godly truth is not implemented in secret, but in the open, in the light. In Matthew 10, he said, Whatever I tell you in the dark, speak in the light, and what you hear in the ear, preach on the housetops. He also said, Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to everyone who is in the house. So the first truth of Proverbs 26 is that deception is based in hatred. That will become very important for us to remember later on. The next truth that God provides is that the deceiver disguises his deception with his lips. All deceivers lie, and they lie to hide the deceptions. Therefore, as an application, whenever you identify somebody lying, you should be suspicious that there might be a greater deception taking place. The rest of verse 24 provides more insight into the nature of a deceiver. He who hates disguises it with his lips and lays up deceit within himself. The irony of people who deceive is that the first person they deceive is themselves. They fool themselves into rationalizing their deceit and justifying it. They think that their lies will successfully hide their deceit. They build up a reservoir of further deceit, always being ready to dispense it as needed, including to themselves. In verse 25, we see their method. When he speaks kindly, don't believe him, for there are seven abominations in his heart. This is the classic wolf in sheep's clothing example. His method is to appear concerned with the welfare of those around him while feigning compassion for those he's about to harm. Abominations of the heart are human behaviors that are abhorrent to God. They spring from the essence of our soul. Seven is God's number. We went over that last week. The number of perfection. It signifies an utterly corrupted heart. In verse 26, God concludes, Though his hatred is covered by deceit, his wickedness will be revealed before the assembly. God acknowledges that the deceiver might successfully pull off his deception towards other people and hide the essence of his character from them. But his victory is going to be temporary. Judgment will come. The evil schemes and actions of all deceivers and the corruption of the soul that drives these schemes will be revealed in front of everyone at the final judgment of God. Deceivers believe that they're protected by the cleverness of their deceptions. However, as the Apostle Paul warned in Galatians 6 7, Do not be deceived, for God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. God sees everything, and he never forgets anything. Everyone who chooses to contend with God rather than submitting to him will ultimately be brought to judgment. In Matthew 6.23, Jesus said, If then the light in you is darkness, How terrible that darkness will be. Darkness can be likened to a living organism. It needs a special environment in which to live and thrive. The Bible has a word for this environment. It is the world. Now, this doesn't refer to the physical world specifically, although it does exist in the physical world. The world in this context are systems and individuals who advance evil deceptions through the mechanisms of human institutions. That's a mouthful. The world is constructed, in other words, layer by layer, from deceptions. At the heart of these deceptions lies the ultimate evil, a person who is working to keep us as far from God as possible in order to destroy human souls. The world, therefore, is the system that has been constructed to bring about the destruction of human souls. There is a battle taking place on earth between good and evil. Now, we don't like to think of life in those kind of stark and consequential terms, but it's true. Anyone who's ever encountered raw, undisguised evil, the kind that's imbued with an overt and malicious hatred, knows there is something dark and malevolent in the world that we don't want to have anything to do with. If there weren't, then horror movies would have no effect on us. On the other hand, anyone who's ever encountered raw, undisguised good, the kind that's imbued with an outpouring of agape love, Knows that there is something bright and pure and beautiful in the world. It's something that most of us cannot quite attain. Since we all live in a world that's constructed from layers and layers of deceptions, both of these states seem terribly extreme and foreign to us. This is a world created to look like something it's not. The Apostle John said in 1 John 5 The whole world is under the control of the evil one. The evil one, Satan is the source of all malevolent, malicious, and perverted evil. A world under his control would surely be recognizable by us, wouldn't it? Most people would say yes. That is why there are very few people who really agree with that statement. In fact, there are very few people who even believe in Satan. From our vantage point within this matrix, it's almost impossible to appreciate the extent of the truth that the world is under the control of Satan. But this is our lucky day, because today we're going to start peeling back the layers and layers of deceptions that permeate our regular, everyday American world, so that we can see just how true that statement really is. Now get ready, because it's going to be quite a ride. Let's begin by looking at a few symbols. God uses symbols to signify important ideas. In the last episode, We discussed the symbology of numbers and saw how God uses the number seven to authenticate his authorship of the Bible. God uses other symbols to signify other ideas. Some common biblical symbols include goats and sheep, which signify condemned people, goats who oppose God, and forgiven people, sheep who follow God. A lamb and a dragon, which signify the two antagonists in this worldwide conflict of good and evil, Jesus and Satan a cube and a pyramid, or a capstone, which signify authority and sovereignty, and mountains and seas, which signify political rulers and the people they rule. God uses all of these symbols and a lot more to communicate his ideas in the Bible. Now, for some reason, Satan also likes to use symbols to communicate his ideas. I don't know whether he does this because God makes him do it as a form of of disclosure, or whether Satan just likes to mock God by doing it. I could go either way with it. But regardless, Satan advertises his plans through symbols. Since God and Satan both work through human beings and institutions, we look to human beings and institutions to find these symbols. God's institutions on Earth are the redeemed church, which belongs to Christ, and, to a lesser extent, the Jewish people who guard the Old Testament scriptures and represent God's kingdom. Yes, it's true they're currently under judgment due to their rejection of Christ, but nevertheless, they are still under the protection of God because he's not quite through with them yet. Satan has the rest of the world, though, to work with. Let's look at a small sliver of society, our society, to see how that works in our life. Now, the church is the body of believers who worship God and declare Jesus as their Lord, in other words, God, and their Savior. The church has buildings and properties that are used in worship, but these are not the church. They are just things. Most Christians worship God openly in the light. Satan has his own institutions that make up a body of believers who worship him. They also have buildings and properties that are used in worship, but unlike Christians, Most of Satan's followers worship him secretively, in the darkness. Most of Satan's followers hide their identity as worshippers of Satan for obvious reasons. In a Christianized world, they can't advance their agendas as quickly or as effectively if they overtly identify with Satan. But they need some way to identify each other. They also feel a compelling urge to demonstrate their superiority over us and lord their control over society particularly over Christians. So they openly but cleverly advertise themselves. Remember what John said, the whole world is under the control of Satan, except for the church and some Jews. In other words, Satanists control everything. Now part of everything is the media. So do Satanists control the media? In America, we're talking about the alphabet soup of broadcasters, ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox, and their written media allies. Well, let's find out. Since God uses numbers to advertise himself, we might suspect that Satan will use numbers to advertise himself, too. One of God's favorite numbers is 7. One of Satan's favorite numbers is 33. I'm not going to talk about what 33 means, but let's just examine 33. Now, there's nothing special about 33 by itself, right? There's no reason for it to show up with any more frequency than any other number, like 23, or 43, or 77, or 16, for example. They're all just numbers. So if it shows up with an unusual frequency in the media, then we can at least know that there must be some significance to it. We may not know what the significance is, but if it appears regularly where it should not, then we can at least know that it has some significance. Furthermore. Because the significance is not obvious, we might surmise that the significance is secret. It is a secret significance for those who are in on the secret. Let's take COVID, for example. This podcast has discussed how the response to COVID is deviated from the normal responses to viruses and the possible implications of those deviations. What are the chances that the number 33 would show up regularly with regard to the COVID pandemic? Is there any reason you can think of why the number 33 would be intimately associated with this supposed pandemic? Any medical reason? Any technical reason? I've selected a handful of headlines from around the world. These are media sources concerning the COVID pandemic. I want you to listen closely for their common denominator. We're going to go in sequence. Now, these don't date back that far, but I'm going to just go in sequence and I'll tell you where they came from. March 29th, 2020. Yahoo! Lifestyle. Louisiana disability advocate April Dunn dies at 33 due to COVID-19. On October 19, 2020, news.com.au. Its headline reads, Influencer 33 Who Thought COVID Didn't Exist Dies After Catching the Virus. October 21st, 2020, statesville.com. 33 new COVID-19 cases reported by Iridale County, North Carolina. January 19th, 2021, patch.com. Illinois Coronavirus Update. January 19th, 4,318 new cases, 33 deaths in Illinois. 21621, The Irish Times. COVID 19, 744 mo- more cases and 33 further deaths in the state. March 21st, 2021, West Bridgeford Wire. UK COVID Update. 33 deaths and 5,312 cases, United Kingdom. March 21st, same day, 2021, on Mass Live. Massachusetts reports 1,678 new COVID cases, 33 more deaths. April 11th, 2021, NewJersey.com. Look, I love New Jersey. New Jersey reports 33 COVID deaths, 2,993 cases. April 20th, 2021, West Bridgeford Wire again. UK COVID update. This is a subsequent update. 33 deaths and 2,524 cases. April 22, 2021. Chicago Tribune. Officials also reported 33 additional fatalities. April 22, 2021. Freelance star in Virginia. Local pregnant woman, 33, dies from COVID-19. 428. April 28, 2021. ABC 7. Illinois COVID update. Illinois reports 2728 new coronavirus cases, take a guess, 33 deaths. May 10, 2021, Fox News, Michigan reports 1766 cases of COVID-19 on Friday, 33 deaths. May 28, 2021, New York Post, anti-vaxxer Colorado sheriff's deputy, 33, dies of COVID complications. June 7, 2021, the thiger, this is Thailand, Thailand, Monday, COVID update, 2,419 cases and 33 deaths. Provincial totals. Isn't it amazing how everybody always has 33 deaths? 7721 Sky News. UK's daily COVID infections passed 32,000 for first time since January with another 33 deaths. April 14th, 2021, Sun, Sun Times. COVID colon, they love their colons. Health Unit reports 33 new cases and at least two more deaths. Well, at least it was 33 new cases and not 33 more deaths. July 22nd, 2021, Orlando Sentinel. Healthy gym manager. How old is he? 33. Changes his mind about COVID-19 vaccine. July 27, 2021, Newsweek. Fully vaccinated New Orleans woman. New Orleans woman dies of COVID, aged 33, in rare breakthrough case. 7/27/2021, MSN. That's the you know a different network. It's the same. It's the same headline, 33-year-old vaccinated New Orleans woman dies. July 28, 2021, Reuters. Pfizer raises 2021 COVID vaccine sales forecast to, take a guess, 33 billion. 728-21, Business Insider. A 33-year-old nurse got long COVID despite being fully vaccinated. August 6, 2021, Phuket News. Phuket is from Thailand. Phuket marks 33 new COVID cases. August 10, 2021, CBS 42 Birmingham, 33 children hospitalized with COVID-19 in Alabama. August 11, 2021, North Coast Journal, Humco, this is in California, COVID hospitalization record as county confirms 33 new cases. Same date, August 11, 2021, Indian Express, this is in India, Karnataka COVID wrap, 1826 fresh cases and 33 deaths. August 16, 2021, Florida Health Leon. DOH Leon provides week 33 update on COVID-19 vaccination efforts. Just happened to kind of get it out on week 33. August 17th, 2021. 8 News Now, Las Vegas. Nevada reports 33 COVID-19 deaths. 8 17 21 Yahoo News. New Orleans entrepreneur 33 dies of COVID-19 despite vaccination. August 20, 2021, mybroadband.co.za, this is South Africa. A couple, aged 33 and 35, died from COVID-19. The Navajo Nation, 822-21, 33 new cases. August 24, 2021, WBAY in Wisconsin. COVID-19 in Wisconsin, 33 deaths, 286 hospitalizations. Hawaii News, 827, 33 new COVID-19 cases. Reuters 8:28:21 China reports 33 COVID-19 cases. Mercury News 8:28:21 Fremont schools see 33 COVID ID cases. Am I making the point? This goes on and it goes on and it goes on. Let's we'll skip ahead to September. Newport Buzz 33 legislators call on Governor McKee to reverse COVID vaccine mandate for frontline workers. Indian Express This is India. Odisha on September 8th. Odisha, not 33 students from two schools test positive for COVID. Madison City Journal, 9821, weekly COVID cases down 33%. And finally, The Guardian Island on September 9th. 33 new COVID 19 cases Wednesday. That's in Hawaii. And just in case you think 33 is limited to just COVID, In other words, the death rates and, you know, people's ages and things. Here are a few more. On March 4th, 2020, the California governor issued Executive Order N-33, 20 COVID health order. It's about COVID. On March 10th, 2020, the Michigan governor issued Executive Order 2020-33 to expand the COVID emergency. And last but not least, on September 10th, 2021, POTUS, you know, the... uh, president, Joe Biden has signed a record, take a guess, 33 executive orders in just one week. A record for any president. Now, without specifying what 33 means or who is behind it, I can tell you some things about it. This is from my intelligence background. First of all, it's a way of communicating something to the people who know what it means. It's a way of mocking those who do not know what it means. It's a demonstration of control and power. It's also a statement that the COVID pandemic is artificial. In other words, it's a created pandemic. Y- you know why I say that? Because 33 is embedded all over the place. That's a signal to people. That, that doesn't just happen unless they have created something that needs to be signaled from. It's a statement that the COVID pandemic is the means by which those in control will advance an agenda. It doesn't say what the agenda is, but it's pretty obvious that there are people in control, and it's kind of their way of saying, yep, we're advancing our agenda. It's a way also of demonstrating that the agenda is advancing as designed and without significant resistance. Now, those are some pretty serious accusations I just made, and I'm not going to defend them at this time, but I just point them out to you so that you will be cognizant of what's going on. We'll get to the defense of those accusations as we go along. So, at least at this point, it should be clear that something is happening in the media, and not just the media in America, but also around the world. There is some common message, understood by people in the media around the world, or, at least that is being directed through the media around the world, and it's obviously intended for somebody to understand. That makes the originator of the message a pretty powerful and influential person, whatever the message means. He has the whole world in his hands. Jesus said the gates of hell will not prevail against his church. Gates. Gates are used to keep something out. The church invaded Satan's dominion and he couldn't stop it. That doesn't mean that he's fine with it. Quite the opposite. He's fighting back to preserve his dominion. What is the extent of Satan's dominion in America? We'll come back next time and we'll go a little deeper to find out. If you find this podcast interesting or useful or important or even a little bit ridiculous but entertaining, please recommend it to your family and friends. This is not a commercial enterprise, so I have no access to clever advertising strategies or intricate internet optimizations. I don't even have a website set up yet. There's no budget for this podcast, so it's limited to what I can invest from, you know, my regular job. Hopefully God will allow me to keep my regular job for a while so I can continue the podcast. Underground Christian can be heard on Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music Audible, and Google Podcasts. I believe it's also on Apple Podcasts, so you have to go and uh, check that out. If you want to contact me, please send an email to undergroundchristian at outlook.com. I will respond as soon as I can. If you wish to help with the podcast in some way, please let me know in an email. But I appreciate you just for listening to each episode. Until next time, keep your eyes up, your head down, and if it is in your heart, make yourself available to do the work of God. But if it's not in your heart, may God grant you a new heart for Him.